All right, everybody, new pod dropping right now. First one we recorded uh, from our new studio in St. Mary's, Ohio. We had Brian Willis and Kevin Tenney with us. Another fun show. I think we're, we need to get back into more regular podcasts. I feel like we're losing our juju a little bit. And uh, just our timing was off. Uh, definitely felt a little choppy. Um, but it was fun. It's always fun to get together with these guys and start talking about football. Um, I need to find a less structured but somewhat structured way of doing things. Uh, I think that would help us move along and be more entertaining for you guys. Uh, that being said, I did fuck up and forget to hit record. So this podcast kind of starts about, uh, I don't know, a few minutes into a conversation. Um, I kind of flip-flopped on whether to drop this or not but at the end of the day we need to get content out to you guys um and we haven't been doing a good job of that uh by we i mean me since i am fully responsible for that so here it is enjoy the show see you guys next week two anything about like what the money was for or anything but he said that <clears throat> he got it last summer and he, he paid or he got it last year but he paid it back over the summer is what he said but i mean you're gonna say whatever's gonna make you sound good in the first place but until more comes out don't really know but it says there he's working with the school and the ncaa and they're trying to make it like at least ohio state and him seems like they're trying to make it like it's it shouldn't be that big of a deal but We'll see. I I kind of I mean, got sitting out this weekend against Maryland. So I mean, it's like a you know, if it was Penn State or Michigan, I don't know if this would have came out. It could be a totally different story. Or but, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, they didn't need him to beat Wisconsin. <laughs> they did lay it down on Wisconsin pretty good. Wisconsin should just be happy that it was wet that day because that would have been like a sixty to fourteen game if it was dry out there. When I when I saw the forecast for that day, I was licking my chops. I thought we had this one. Oh yeah, best, I thought it was going to be a lot closer. Best thing that could have happened, and up until halftime, you know, yeah, we were right there. But after that, yeah, I don't know what happened. <coughs> I'm telling you, you know, I was a little bit afraid. Uh, I talked to my brother about this. He doesn't really love. Uh, we we feel very similar about the rules of the NCAA and how it all works out. But I was actually impressed that Ohio State got the respect I think they deserve because I've been clamoring about this the last handful of weeks that I thought they should be the number one team. And I assumed that they were going to give it to Alabama or LSU because, you know, just being from Ohio, I just always feel where every Ohio team is getting disrespected. Um, So it's good to see that Ohio State got number one. And honestly, the way they've been playing, here's where I think Young gets screwed is I honestly think he is a legit contender for the Heisman. And I think that missing that game, if it is only one game, is they're going to use that as an excuse to give it to a quarterback. Yeah, Where I think I he's mean, clearly the best player in the nation. With him missing Maryland, I mean, 
the biggest the thing that's going to hurt him the most it's it's a stat game for him because Maryland is so bad, and so yeah, he's going to miss out on all those stats. But I still think if he comes back, like if it's only a one game or even two, because I think they play Rutgers next week, so it's like same thing, you know, big deal. But if he comes back and has, you know, they still got Penn State, Michigan. If he has huge games in those two, then they have a, he has a big game in the Big Ten Championship, as long as it all works out, saying, you know, it works out for the Buckeyes that way. You never know, but, I mean, it's a defensive uh, defensive player, so you're already, on, <clears throat> you're already behind the eight ball trying to get the Heisman anymore because I think wasn't Charles Woodson the last high, uh, defensive player to win the Heisman, I yeah. believe? Yeah, 1996. And that was, what, nine, yeah, about say 96, 97 is what I was thinking. So it's all about the quarterback and the running back. So, you know, he's he's behind and from the get-go. No, you're 100% right, but I think like I think he's like the one player in a long time that could legitimately challenge that uh, you know, that the, the Heisman's an offensive trophy basically, right? Um, so I think that game, I just think it's it's I think it's an opportunity for a good excuse, right? It's an opportunity for them to make the excuse of, well, he didn't play in all the games, and that's why he didn't get it. Uh, it just sucks. I think I think what I do, I get excited because I know, and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this. So we, Kevin, we talked about a few weeks ago about that California law and, you know, Mich- in, uh, Pennsylvania was getting ready to – and we all, we talked about how long before the NCAA jumped on board because it, it was just a freight train, right? You weren't going to be able to stop it. What do you guys think? So I know it's 2021 before it goes into effect. But essentially, it looks like the NCAA, if I'm incorrect or if I'm correct, has basically said they're going to do the same thing as the Olympics. These guys can now make money off of their name and their likeness. That's good. That's a good step in the right direction. There's no reason these kids shouldn't be able to do stuff like that. Um, I don't necessarily agree with college athletes getting paid, but you should absolutely be able to sign an autograph and sell it. There's no reason you shouldn't. Yeah, and I'm just happy because, in theory, NCAA football for PlayStation and Xbox should be coming back. (laughs) I... You know, the thing is, here's the deal. Like, I, I I, kind of go back and forth. Some days I think we should play the players. Other days, I don't know. I, I don't think so as much. One thing I am set on, I think that if a coach leaves, a player should be able to leave right away because I think a lot of times players pick teams for coaches. I think that if you get a scholarship, then it should be a guaranteed scholarship. So right now... Uh, like if you're a player and you get hurt or something happens, they could they could take your scholarship away. I don't think they should be allowed to do that. And barring I barring like barring like a violation or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if, I mean, here's the deal: if you have a violation, then there is repercussions for that violation. But if you blow your knee out, right? They give you a four year contract, and you blow your knee out, making a ton of money for that school. Then even if you can't play football, your scholarship should be legit. And I think scholarships should be all inclusive. I think they should pay for books. I think they should pay for food. And I think that would, I don't think you're ever going to solve it completely, but I think if you did that on top of allowing the ones who can make money off their likeness, make money, I think you're going to really eliminate a lot of this underground uh, financial stuff. 
because I think the problem is scholarships don't always cover they don't cover books from what how I understand it and they don't cover your dorm like I was reading when I was going deep into that Chase Young thing today I read that kids still have to take out student loans to pay for like housing like to me that's I think a scholarship should be guaranteed it should be all inclusive and the fact that these guys you know it is going into all this debt for housing when they're putting their especially football players you know they're putting their physical well-being every play on the line for the school well, housing's their own thing because living in a dorm is a part of your scholarship. So that's part of the thing. You Not according so to that want... thing I read. <clears throat> no, are you sure you're reading it right? Because no. if you're living off campus, that's a totally different thing. Because dorm dorms are a part of your school. I thought that as well, and because I said I went looking to figure out what this whole how the rule what rule he specifically might have broke, and I kind of got into this tunnel. And I, I'm happy to be wrong, Kevin. Uh, but what I, how I understood it was that they are basically they're not getting for like their dorms are not paid for. They have to take student loans out for those. Now I could be wrong, or I could have read something specific to a certain school. I don't know um, because, like I said, I was just kind of perusing through trying to get um, down to the bottom of the Chase Young situation and what rule he might have broke. But in any situation, if you're a scholarship player, if you have to go get student loans for books and dorm living, then what the hell's the point? Yeah, like your tuition's free. I get that. And there is value to that. I'm not denying that, but come on. Yeah. I'll tell you, one one thing that does bother me is when um, these athletes push to be paid uh, because they don't have time for a full-time job. Um, when, uh, when the sport that they're in is in season, I can understand that, but there's three other, well, yeah, there's three other, three other semesters, two other semesters, um, that you could, you know, be employed for and doing that. But also the biggest thing that bothers me is when someone comes out and speaks like a student athlete speaks out how they aren't getting enough money um, to live while they're in school. <laughs> and they've got like one or two kids while they're in college. It's like, you know, that's, that's, that's on you though, too. If you can't, if you're starting a family in college and you can't support them because you're also trying to be a professional, uh, a college athlete and become a professional athlete, then I don't feel bad for you. Cause that's, that's a choice that you made. And it seems like there's the ones that I see are ones that have uh, kids in college. Yeah. No, some of that I understand, but on the, like you say, there's three other seasons or semesters or whatever. But everything I you hear coming from these guys who are in the league now is even when they're not in season, they have to train just as hard to stay ready and stay prepared, or you know the expectations are still just as high for their training. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's such a tight rope. Uh, and I don't think the NCAA makes it, um, any easier on these guys to, to, you know, be success successful because yeah, they say they're student athletes and it's all about the education, but I, I disagree. I think at the end of the day, these schools want to win games to make money. 
and that's the bottom line. Absolutely. I don't I don't think it would be that hard to do what you're saying, Pierce. Um guaranteed scholarships and stuff like that because uh, people people would be amazed to, to know how much colleges bring in with just tuition alone from other students. It's yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be hard. It would just cost them a little bit of profit, and because they run themselves like big businesses, they're trying to make as much, you know. And so the students get dicked at the end of the day. I'm all for the students getting as much as they can um, because a lot of them are sold a bag of goods and, you know, on some point, on some end, it's the, the person's fault, but they come from shitty situations. And, you know, they they got this dream of being a pro, but reality is, as we know, that such a slim margin of these people become pro athletes. Uh, but they don't, they're so focused on that that they don't actually put the time in on their education. And I, I 100% understand how that's their fault, but I just think the school really sets them up to fail. The NCAA does. But I think they've taken. A, I do want to say I do think they've taken a big step, and I, I, I'm, I, I think it's great that it was pushed by you know the California people getting the laws changed in these states, making the NCAA make the change. Yeah, and that's that. Hmm. Um, what else? Oh, did you guys see Darius Geis? I didn't think he was going to come back this year. You see, he got reactivated. Oh, you're rolling your eyes. Do you hate that, or you just hate the story? Or you Who? Just, you. Oh no! Sorry, that wasn't an eye roll. What would you call it? An eye movement? A fluctuation yeah. of the eyeballs? Yeah, I would call it that. No, it wasn't an eye roll. What was uh, what was he out for this time? Because originally it was the knee. Yeah, I thought he blew something else. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I, I thought for... it was his knee again. Yeah, I thought it was his knee again. And I thought he was going to be out the whole year. I did pick him up in both my fantasy leagues just in case. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's so far. That's a tough way to start a career. That's a that's like um, trending in the direction of uh, Kevin White. I don't know if you. Oh, for the Bears. Yeah. Yeah, I know he was. I'm a West Virginia fan, so he never like, really. Yeah, he he was awesome in college, but yeah, he yeah. just never. Put it. I mean, he was never able to stay on the field and call or in the pros. Right, and this is it's a bad start for guys. Yeah, there's a lot, there was a lot of expectations uh, for him coming into the league, and he started hot. Like his rookie year, he started super hot, and then bam, you know, you blow out a knee, and well, I don't know. I just hope he gets some yards. I'm a fantasy whore now, and in our league, in our charity league, I'm I can't win a game to save my life. In my other league, at least, I am in third place, so I'll take that. But, yeah, in our charity league, I am terrible. No matter how hard I try. I've been trying to make trades with people, and nobody wants to trade me. Oh, I think the last time you tried to trade me, it was not a fair trade. But I'm at the point now where I don't even know who to trade because, well, yeah, I'm out of it. There's no way I even make the playoffs at this point. I'm like three and six. Like, the whole league would have to fall apart for me to even make the playoffs. It's fantasy football. Anything could happen. No, not for Matt Pierce. Um, Turns out that leagues that I am the general manager of, I fail hardcore. (laughs) That's that's usually how it goes. Yeah. God, that's usually how it goes. Damn it. It's embarrassing. Like, 
I would just like one year to be even in the playoffs in the league that I'm running. Because it's very embarrassing to be the head of like responsible essentially for this league, you know, and never be competitive. Yeah, no, I feel your pain. I've run leagues in the past and I always bomb every time I'm the commissioner, so I'll never do it again. I wonder if it's like a subconscious thing where like you're afraid you're afraid that if you do good people will think you're <laughs> being shady. So you're like, Oh, I'll draft this guy <laughs> because then no one will think I'm being shady. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I never thought of it that way. I just legitimately stunk. Well, I, I dude, I'm digging that hat. I can't even lie right now. That's cold in my garage, dude. Are you just not allowed in the house on your computer? What is this? Or is it just where you have the best Wi-Fi? Uh, I mean, my daughter's trying to sleep, so. Oh, it's 8.30. I guess kids do go to bed. Well, it's 9 now. Yep. Yeah, by the way, Kevin, a couple of things. You guys already heard me complain about the 1 o'clock football, so I won't go to that. But it's 10 o'clock and we're podcasting. Like, I'm much, I do prefer this at 7.30. <laughs> How do you think I feel? It's like I got to get two kids to sleep because, well, the one's not bad. He's, you know, the baby. But well, you can't do it when they're awake? I don't understand. No, because Winnie won't go to sleep. Oh. Like, she has, like, I have to be around. If I'm downstairs, Bring her like, down. it's, the end of the, it's the end of the world. But she needs to go to bed. Nah, just let her wear herself out. My, my house is loud when people are awake. Yeah, I... I'm, that's another thing. It's way too effing quiet in my apartment. I miss yeah. the chaos of my house. You you need to have like a fan running in every room. Yeah, room. I need something like <laughs> I need like almost need to put TVs in every room and just blast them. <laughs> and that would kind of make up for like my dogs going crazy, my son going like yelling while playing uh, Fortnite. Yeah. What else is going on, guys, around the league outside the AFC North that uh, I haven't even thought about today? I see uh, Antonio Brown is done done with everybody. Yeah, but did you see like a couple hours later he was like apologizing yeah. in a way because he just he just misses football and hates having his name slandered. It's like, yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't have been throwing couches out of like a whatever floor you were on apartment in Miami or that know. that that particular tweet. He used words and grammar and punctuation that he's never used before. So someone wrote it for him or something? Uh, yeah, I'm guessing so. Yeah, that, he, the, that guy's that a train wreck. The, the cleanest tweet I've ever seen from his from that account, ever. That's one of the funny things about reading his stuff, because you sit there and you read it, and you're just like, like when he sat there and was saying he was going back to school and he sent out the tweet that he needed someone to read his paper or whatever, it was <laughs> yeah. so scary. Those were some of the funniest memes I saw because people were correcting everything in his tweet. And right. I'm just like, oh. Oh. Yeah, I don't I the guy's so delusional. It, it it irritates me. And I'm sure when he tweets that stuff, he knows that it irritates the shit out of everybody. I yeah. think he just needs attention. Like he's so used to being the center of attention. Uh that I don't think he knows like what to do when people aren't looking at him or talking about him. Yeah. And he doesn't have that huge paycheck coming in. Like he said that, you know, he's got all this money in his bank. It's like, what's the chance of that happening? Cause he doesn't seem like he's the smartest guy out there, well, but that, it's like, so, that, 
He's got all that money in his bank. I bet he's going to burn through that shit pretty quick. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, you know, he puts stuff like that out there. And it's just like, I just think that's a big part of it. You know, he's used to making all this money and being looked on like, you know, because I mean, he was, he was still as of last year, he was the number one wide receiver out there. And then you go from number one to not even in the league. You know, it's like, I understand it's got to be hard, but it's just like, He's trying to blame everybody else. It's like, why don't you start with, you know, taking some of the blame because you're the center of everything that's happened. Yeah. It's like there's one common thing. <laughs> it's you. Did did it ever come out if he was going to get – I mean, I'm pretty sure he's not going to get paid for Oakland. But I, I can't imagine that New England's going to get out of paying him. He didn't violate a rule. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it. Did did New England file anything, or did he file anything against New he England? He filed just... against he filed against the Oakland and the Patriots. Oh, I just saw that he filed against Oakland. I didn't realize he did that against New England. At least too. he said I thought he did. He might not have, but they, the way they made it sound was he was supposed to file. Uh, he filed against Oakland, and the next day he was supposed to file against New England. Oh yeah, no, he filed he, against. He might have been too busy tweeting and forgot about filing. He he filed against both teams. <laughs> I think he got kind of screwed though when it came out that he. Uh, <laughs> That he sent uh, the Raiders text saying, cut me. Yeah. That probably is not going to help his case. I don't know how that affects everything. Um, But I think – I still think he should get a signing bonus there. But, again, that's where I fall on the side of signing bonuses for signing. So you should get it no matter what. But New England, like his contract there, should, that $10 million should be locked in or whatever it was for this year should be locked in because he didn't violate anything. He didn't get in trouble. Uh, they just. Well, that was when they cut him because that was when the second one came out and he was threatening that girl or the reporter, whichever it was, yeah. when he was a part of the Patriots. That's why they cut him. I'm not saying we did was right, but I don't think that constitutes. Gives him the right to void his contract, I guess. I mean, you could easily put that under conduct detrimental to the team. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff you could put it under. Because, I mean, even the NFL, I mean, the NFL is looking into it, too. So, I mean, he violated whatever the NFL rule is for that. Yeah, he's meeting. I know he's meeting with the league this week or next. Do you think he gets on a team before Des Bryant? I heard because I've been reading Des Bryant's healthy and ready to make a run. I didn't even know he was ready to come back. I don't think either of them ever play in the NFL again. See, I, I think Des Bryant might because he's kept his mouth pretty shut since he's been healing up from that ACL. I think he might get a look for someone who's desperate for a wide receiver. But, yeah, Antonio Brown I think is going to be tough. If Des comes back, I wonder if um... – I wonder if he still technically has to come back uh, with the Cowboys. I wonder if, because well, he was with the Saints. He's with the Saints, but they cut him. That's right. That's true. So he's a he's a free agent. He'll be able to go wherever he wants. I am interested. A little off topic. I am interested to see if Josh Gordon makes any plays this week in uh, Seattle. Yeah. How about them? I mean, there was all that. There was that talk that you know Russell Wilson was really pushing for them to sign AB. And then Gordon got out there, and he made it through all the crappy teams, and Seattle ended up getting them. Like, 
I mean, if he's healthy and stays are you know stays out of trouble, I mean, that's a huge that could be a huge pickup for Russell Wilson out there, and for it just I'm more shocked that no other team because you know he was on the waiver wire, so all the teams you know had a chance to get him before it got up to Seattle because Seattle's got a good record, so it's like all those teams passed on him. I just I was kind of shocked by that. I, I think there's some hesitation, right, with his history in Cleveland. Yeah. Even in last year in New England, I mean, he did have an issue. Uh, I think there's definitely hesitation there. I think Pete Carroll's a guy who puts talent over just about everything. And if anybody can – I think, honestly, I think he landed in a great spot. Uh, you put him alongside DK, DK Medcalf out there, that could be a pretty interesting situation. Um. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a surprise to hear that Russell Wilson was pushing for AB. Um, yeah, Russell Wilson's a big image, image guy, and I was surprised to hear that. Even if he was pushing for him, I was surprised that that was made public. Yeah, um, but you know what else he is a big guy of? What winning, winning rings? Yeah, and like it or not, like Kevin said earlier, that guy could <laughs> guy could catch a football. He, he's magical on the field. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, Gordon's going to a state where weed's legal. Yeah. That should be interesting. I, uh, that was the first thing on Pat McAfee's show. He, when he said about Gordon getting uh, signed out there, he's like, how's that going to work out? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's better for him. Yeah. But you still can't smoke it. And you you can't get, you can't get caught. Smoking it, yeah, you can't well, get caught to, with it in your system. I'm yeah. saying he has to take a piss test every single day. So I mean, <laughs> well, that's like I've learned a lot. Of, listen to that McAfee show. Like they don't, they don't, they don't drug test after the preseason unless you're in the program. So Gordon's pissing every week, probably. Oh, all right. He's still in the pro. He's probably in the program forever. He's probably like permanent program status. So that guy's got to watch himself. But if it ever does get cleared by the NFL which I honestly think that will be – I think that's going to play into that new uh, CBA when it comes around in t- next year is I think marijuana uh, basically not testing for it is going to come into play. Yeah, probably. It's possible, but I still don't see – until it's changed federally, I don't see the NFL changing their policy. I don't know. Why, though? Like, I'm not saying leak. just don't test for it. Don't care. Like – yeah, I I just don't see it. I mean, it's possible, but I don't see it happening. Of all of all the sports to not give a shit about their players uh, having THC in their system, I would think NFL would be first. Ooh, absolutely, those guys. It's such a such a brutal sport. Yeah, they got so many guys coming out of that league hooked on opioids. It's, it's not even funny. I think yeah. having an alternative where you don't test for marijuana. And I hear, you know, we've heard it just over the last few weeks, guys coming out saying they were high every game or they worked the system or even Pat, Pat McAfee making it very clear. Like he knew once he got that drug test, he was clear. So he definitely enjoyed, uh, you know, the occasional toke. Um, <laughs> I love that guy. I don't know why I was not on the Pat McAfee bus, but I am super glad that I got on because he is entertaining as hell. Because he I just doesn't care. Like, he's just one of those people who's like, eh, I'm super rich. What are they going to do to me now? And it's totally working for him. I think he's, uh, I think he's Republican, Pierce. Yeah, I know. Everybody I know is Republican. <laughs> Somehow, 
I've surrounded myself with conservative Republicans and uh, forever Trumpers. What, what, what did you did Did you see uh, the Nationals at the White House? No, I didn't. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, playing um, Baby Shark. Did you see when uh, Kurt Suzuki, Kevin, when he hugged Donald Trump, or yeah. when he when uh, Suzuki put on the MAGA hat, which was okay. So the Nationals went to the White House. There's a few of them that skipped out. Um, Kurt Suzuki, not too many minorities really support Trump. Uh, Kurt Suzuki, Japanese guy, um, goes up to the podium, whips out a MAGA hat, throws that shit on. Okay, so number one, that's that's weird. That's weird that you're yeah. a minority and you support Trump because um, not, not a whole lot of minorities do support Trump. Two, that's weird that you're packing a MAGA hat with you. And you just walk up to the podium and throw that shit on. And by far the weirdest part of that whole thing, <laughs> he stands at the podium with the MAGA hat. Trump comes up behind him, <laughs> puts Trump's <coughs> hands. Trump's hands are on Suzuki's chest, and he gives him a front-to-back hug. It's <laughs> it's the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life. It was, oh. but as soon as he put the hat on, like all the crap started going on all the social media stuff, just like hammering him for doing that. And the best mm. one was when someone's like, I think he did it on purpose. It's like, yeah, no shit. You don't just show up with a MAGA hat in your pocket and not, like not going to put it on. Like, come on now. It's like, use like part of your brain cell for once. It's like, holy crap. Yeah. It was just when I saw the clip. It was just one weird thing after another. I was like, oh, Suzuki went. Oh, yeah. he's got a MAGA hat. Wow, it's a front-to-back hug. That's You don't see that every day. Is, yeah, it was pretty entertaining. Especially, I mean, they came out and the military band was playing Baby Shark. And they were all doing the dance as they were coming out. Like, I'm just like, yeah, yeah this is definitely going to be interesting. Yeah, and full, it was. It didn't disappoint. Full disclosure, that's weird. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> Yeah, anything anymore that goes on in the White House is weird. That place is a complete other shit show. But I don't want to go down that rabbit hole and piss the world <laughs> off today. I'm about to say we can. I'm I'm good to go. I was watching the View before I got on here. So you were watching ready. the View. Yeah, they had Donald Trump Jr. on there. We just send your man card to my house and I'll <laughs> cut it up for you. That's, no, no, that's... I wasn't just watching the View to watch the View. Donald Trump Jr. was on there. So that's one that thing about weird. about any president or vice president i don't give a fuck about your kids yeah like the trump's kids obama's kids clinton's bush it's like whenever somebody's elected then we hear about their stupid ass kids it's like <laughs> i don't care about your fucking kids yeah i think i think yeah i think in general we should ignore them and not, not i don't even like as much as i don't like trump i don't like what people talk shit about his, his younger kid the the adult ones well, I don't really have a problem with so much because they kind yeah. of put themselves in the political limelight and get well, I involved. Mean, Trump gave them all some kind of position. Yeah, they all got some weird thing. It's just like yeah. But like when I don't like when people make fun of like his his younger kid. Uh, it's like eleven or twelve years old. I think Baron. that's yeah, that's super douchey. I mean, you don't yeah. have to like. I can't stand Trump, but I mean. It, his kid has no like say that you know the life he was born into. Can't blame him for that shit. <laughs> Speaking of crazy shit, though, what did you guys? Did you guys? What do you guys think about this talk of the Chargers going to 
London this week. I'm pretty sure their owner like squashed that pretty quick whenever he said that he's not fucking going anywhere. Yeah, but do you think that was like a, oh, I better say something or legit? I think it's legit. I think it's stupid to move a team to London. Yeah. So I just don't think, I think he's legit. But nobody's nobody's gonna want to play there. Like I don't no. blame the guy. How are you supposed to sign free agents when you're a team in fucking London? Yeah, and then not only oh. that, they complain about the uh, doing the schedule now. How hard it is to make the NFL the season schedule now. How are you gonna make a season schedule when you have one team in London that has to right. be in a conference? So you have to have, and no matter however you know your conference, you have to have eight home games, eight away games. You can't just be like, oh well, we're gonna have them play. Cleveland this week, and then they got to go back for a game in London next week. You can't do that. No, I think you bring them into the States for four weeks at least. So you have four games on the road, and you just stay here in the States, which isn't practical. I I don't think – I honestly don't think the Chargers are going to London. I thought it was interesting just them discussing the idea of them moving again. I think they need to go back to San Diego or somewhere else. I I don't think L.A. – I mean, they're proving it. They can't even field the effing soccer stadium that seats twenty thousand people. Yeah, I mean, what if they? What if the team that uh, gets put in London makes a playoff run? That's gonna, yeah. gonna be a huge pain in the ass. It's gonna be a pain in the ass for them to come here. It's gonna be a pain in the ass for a team to have to go play them there. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Cause just imagine, like, if they have to play the first week, you know, the playoffs and you get the home game. Well, then if they win, then they got to come over here the next week. Yeah. It's because, you know, what was it a couple years ago? Well, I mean, even if go, go that way, say, you know, first round, they have at home, second round, they make it, they have to come to the States. Well, the crazy miracle happens and then like they win, but like the lower seed win. So the championship game has to be back in London. It's like, you know, it's like, there's no one that, I mean, you can't do that kind of travel. That that and all these players have families too. Like, you think yeah. you think if everybody's family wants to go uproot and move and move to London? <laughs> oh. I just think like this year was the first year that it was like really big like trades throughout the beginning of the season up to the trade deadline. Just imagine like you, you're playing wherever mm. Houston, and all of a sudden you get traded to London in the middle right. of the year. It's just like, wait, where am I going? <laughs> then you gotta shit. You gotta learn a whole new language. Oh no! I here's the deal. That was, that was a joke. Sorry. I, it took me a second to get it. <laughs> I think it's I think it's complicated. I don't think Chargers are going. I do I do think they definitely need to consider moving and rethinking this. Uh, even if they went down to San Antonio, they could probably uh, get a better following than what they're going to have in LA. I think LA is bad. I think they need to either go back to San Diego or consider moving to one of these, like, St. Louis, like a team that's lost a franchise already, one of those cities that you know will support a team. San Antonio, hell, they got 40000 to an AAF game. Like, San Antonio is hungry for football. Uh, but I do think, realistically, at some point, if a team goes to London, I think Jacksonville is a legit contender to go out there. Like, I yeah, think right now they're playing four of their home games a year in London. Or no, they're, I apologize. They're They've agreed to be, they agreed to go the next four years. I apologize. I said yeah. that wrong. I, I, if, if you want to 
station an NFL team outside of our country, the first step has to be Canada. Yeah. Canada or what do you think Mexico City? I think Canada would be easier. Yeah. Well, I mean Buffalo, right? Buffalo flirted with that. Huh? Buffalo flirted with that, right? Going and playing four half of their home games in Toronto. Yeah, but they weren't. They didn't get it. I mean, I think they played one. I don't even know if it was a regular season game up there. I know they played preseason game up there. Well, that I was think why they... one of the when they were getting sold, one of the teams or one of the groups that wanted to buy them, they didn't get picked to buy them because they were afraid they were going to try to move them to Canada. Well, the problem was they would get like they played take, same thing. Like they played games up there. They got people to show up. It comes down to like if you're a city and if you don't support the team. You know, Chargers great, great, ex, a great example here. You know, they can't fill a twenty thousand seat stadium if you're an NFL team, and you're not getting the, relocation has to be a, a legitimate or uh, not legitimate. It just has to be something you have to recognize is going to be possible, and as the team needs to recognize that as well and be willing to make that move. I thought it was dumb. I don't understand why they couldn't get a new stadium done in San Diego. That team loved the Chargers. The Chargers would be long in San Diego. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I think it's going to be. Think about what what's going to happen when they have a what's that one hundred and twenty thousand seat stadium they're building. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just for the Rams right now, technically. No, it's for the Chargers too. But they're never going to fill. Could you imagine how how shitty is that going to look? Having that big old stadium half empty or more. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's a bad deal. I think I think the Raiders were smart to go to Vegas because even A, the Raiders have great great following, right? In the first place. But even then, like, even if you're the away team, what a great place to go to watch your team. Yeah. You know, speaking of the Raiders, you know what's funny is uh that draft pick that they're going to get for trading away Khalil Mack, um, it's probably going to be a higher pick than their own draft pick. Oh yeah, this, this following season because yeah. the Bears stink. And here's the deal: and you talk about like who the hell expected the Raiders to be above 500 at this point in the year? Not me. <laughs> I mean, got to give yeah. Gruden some credit. I don't care how you feel about him, like. To get that squad who traded away what every piece of talent they thought they had, essentially except for their quarterback, sitting at yeah. five and four, and have a great looks like they have a great young running back in Josh Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, but I for the next however long Mark Mayock is there, I'm gonna be pretty psyched about anybody that they draft in the first few rounds. Because, I mean, that's that was the guy's job for however long. It was evaluating college talent to play at the next level. So, you know, like a lot of my uh, fantasy football leagues, I tried to pick up Josh Jacobs because I was like, well, if Mayock thinks this kid is good enough to play in the NFL, I want to have that guy on my fantasy football team. And so far, it's been all right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I kind of figured Jacobs would be good. Yeah. No, I totally get where you're coming from. I mean, that's just—I mean—that has been his career, being a talent evaluator, and that's what you have. To, I mean, you have to be a good talent evaluator to be a successful GM in this league. Uh, I just never thought this year's Raiders were going to be above 500. 
by any for means. For sure, yeah. <laughs> hey, they still might finish below 500. We don't know. Yeah, but like you said, they're still going to have a better record than some of the teams they traded with some of those picks for those picks away. They're going to end up with some great picks. Yep. yep. Well, Trubisky's trash, right? I think we all can agree on that. <sighs> Man. I mean, I think it's know, time. Come on, Brian. It's time. Ba- uh, Baker and Trubisky. What the fuck? I don't, I don't get it, dude. I don't get it. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Baker has barely played a full season. You're already shitting on him on Trubisky level? Hey, Trubisky had his team in the playoffs. Can I, can yeah. I tell you that, you know, Baker's numbers are worse than Trubisky's right now? Yeah. And that's and that's after you gave Baker Odell to throw to now, too. But problem is he won't throw to Odell. Yeah, I don't oh, – yeah. I don't – Dude, that time bomb is ticking. And if he doesn't do something big this weekend, it might freaking explode this weekend. Here's the we're thing. Have, Why won't he Giants throw to Odell? Beckham coming out. Why isn't he, like – throwing those like that ball the one ball was obvious like where Odell had a step on the guy lifts his hand up for the obvious hey I'm you know shoot me the ball what is it what's going on like I thought those guys were getting along pretty good he's only looking at one receiver he stares at the guy he's throwing to from the beginning of the play till he throws the ball he is not looking for anybody else but yeah I saw that too it's I don't I don't get it like that's 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 regression in a way that I've never seen before. Like he's he's a better quarterback than me. he knows better. I don't. I, don't I think get he's it. terrified, guys. I think he's absolutely terrified. Well, yeah, that offensive line isn't doing him any favors. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, I did see that Treader got re-signed today or uh, yesterday. He got an extension, which I think is good. Treader is one of the shining stars uh, on that team in that locker room. And, former Packer. Yeah, and something you could help with that line. Uh, speaking of former Packers, I was a little disappointed in McCrary. I was excited when he took over at left tackle for Robinson. I thought we might be taking a step up, but he already lost the job again to Robinson. McCray. McCray, whatever he's. Well, he's a backup for a reason. Uh, it, one, uh, one thing, there's two things that really bum me out is when you guys got Treader, and then when you guys got. Um, the O-line coach. I can't think of his name now. He used to be with the Packers, too. Well, there's probably a reason the used to be part because he's not coaching the team up so well. <laughs> he was good when he was here. Yeah, I, he probably had some better tools to work with in his shed out there in Green Bay. Maybe. Here's the deal. Speaking of Browns, Kareem Hunt plays this week. First week back against the Bills. I am starting oh, him point. in my flex position because uh, why not? Uh, well, I mean, they don't run Chubb, so why would they run Hunt? Yeah. Oh, my God. They could be started, Kevin. I could go in for days. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I thought I, when they signed Hunt, I was like, after suspension, <clears throat> I was like, you know, if the team's doing good, I was like, Chubb's running. I mean, even Hunt coming back, I'm like, I thought Hunt could take the job from him. But they're not really oh. running Chubb because it's like, Chubb does good. It's like, all right, we're going to let Baker throw the rest of the game, and so we can do absolutely nothing. So Hunt coming back, like, at the beginning of the season before they started playing the way they're playing sounded like a great idea. But now it's like, why would you start running him? You're not running Chubb. 
I think this team, and I've said it and I'll keep saying it, Kim says it, run the dang ball, Bert. I would be running the ball with these two. A, these two, one of these two would be on the field every play. Every play. B, like majority of the time, both of these guys would be on the field. And I would run the ball 40 times a game. And I I truly think that's the only way you're going to open up any legit passing lanes for Baker. I would run these guys ragged. I'd be curious to see. I'd have to go back and look, but are they facing like what? 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 How many men are in the box most of the game against the Browns? Like I, I don't really know they shouldn't that. run it. No. Huh? Not enough. They shouldn't be running the ball, right? And so not I'm enough where they're stopping why... them. Chubbs, I think, is averaging. I'm sorry, I didn't mean Brian. I'm just, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. But Chubbs is. I'm, that's a dick move. I just eric you. I apologize. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm a better man than that. <laughs> Shout out to Eric, by the way. Hope you're doing good, buddy. Uh, no, but Chubb, I believe, is averaging the most yards per carry in the league right now. So I don't care how many guys they're putting in the box; they're not stopping him. And so I don't understand. Even go back to the play where you you did the QB sneak with Baker, which A, he absolutely got the first down. B, I don't, even if you're going to make that play call, Chubbs as a distraction should have been in the backfield. As it just to go, oh shit, they're going to hand it to the guy who absolutely should be able to get a yard. Right? Chubbs is on the sideline, which everyone knows Chubbs is on the sideline 90% of the time we're passing the ball. Yeah, or if I'm the defense and you need one yard. Chubbs on the sideline. I know you're running it right up the middle of fucking Baker then. Yeah. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh why I don't understand. Kevin's heard me say this. Anyone who knows me has heard me say I am not for I was all about giving him his his full contract. Freddie? I'm on I am so close to being on the fire Freddie bandwagon. And I'm not that guy. As a as a as I even like I think Chaziski got screwed. I'm a guy who thinks a coach should get his whole entire first contract. But this team has regressed aggressively since last year. It's It's got to be Kitchens calling the plays, right? Kitchens is calling the yeah, plays. He's calling the plays. It, uh, bef- I think before they do anything, like starting this week, let Mon- it's, it's Munkin, right? Yeah. Munkin's the guy there. Yeah. Let, let Munkin call the plays the rest of the way. See what happens. That's what my brother said. You Because I think – Freddie needs to learn how to be a head coach completely. And so I think you, you can't do everything right and be good at it when you're still learning. So right. I agree. My brother was actually, I was talking to him yesterday about that. Uh, yeah. Freddie's just out of the offensive play calling completely. Like what, what Todd it can't get no worse. It can't right. like, I think Freddie is on some level. I think Freddie's trying to outsmart everybody. Cause you look at that fourth <laughs> and one play where QB sneaked, right? He's like, well, everyone knows we're going to run Chubbs up the middle. So I'm going to be a genius and QB sneak it. Who cares if every, every, you know why everyone knows that? Because Chubbs a fucking beast. Right. Run and, it to him anyways. Yeah. He'll probably, get, he'll probably get the first out. And if you stop him, so what? It happens. But you, you did the right thing. I don't know. I think he right. wants to be like the guy who's like, I'm going to outsmart everybody. If you can't tell, I get a little passionate about this because it's been killing me all year that you have this like guy who, even when the team's not utilizing him properly, is still leading the league in yards per carry. He's second, I think, in total yards, uh, running 
the ball. Uh, the guy is just a beast. Yeah. And, and now you have another beast. Yeah, okay, he beats people. He maybe kicks women. I don't totally support that at all. But while he's not, when he's not kicking women, he's a beast of a running back who has great hands out of the backfield. That team should be running the ball 40 times a game. If he, if he kept himself in playing shape, he's going to be a fresh running back running against defenses that are half a season in. So Yeah. And then you, could you imagine him and Chubbs, like what you could do? Like, and then no matter what, like just by proxy, if you're promoting, if you're legitimately sticking with the run, you're going to open up passing game. Because the teams are going to have to key on those two monster running backs you have in your backfield. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Speaking of AFC North teams, Steelers, <clears throat> Connor's out again which I'm not too terribly upset about because Samuel's had a decent fantasy week for me last week. What do you think about that, old Kevin Tenney? I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, you saw the writing was on the wall last year that he's going to be an injury-prone running back, He the way he runs. So you just basically you got to hope that <clears throat> he doesn't miss too long of a period and Better backup running back can do something. It's like I like Samuels, but I mean he's definitely he's a backup running back or a third down back. You know he's not an every down back. So I like that Edmonds, him running last week the way he ran. I liked him a lot. And that was talking about stupid play calls. Steelers went for it on that fourth and two, and Edmonds is getting like five yards a pop, and then you do some weird end around with Juju and gets stopped for two yard loss. It's like why not just hand this to the guys getting five yards every time he hand the ball. It's like play calling. I tell you, Tomlin, between yeah. the play calling and challenging plays, it's like, what the fuck is he doing? Did Kitchens, like, go to the Tomlin school of play calling? <laughs> I think he calls them. I swear. <laughs> like, he you does do the a, same stuff. You do an end around on a play where you need two yards. You're handing that ball off, what, three, four yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. To a guy that's not even – he doesn't even have his momentum going toward the line of scrimmage. Yeah. That's uh, right. silly. Yeah, because it was like – as soon as it was back, because they were lining up and Miranda sits there and she's like, are they going for it? I was like, don't worry. It's going to be something stupid. And then he gets stopped. <laughs> and I'm like, see, I told you. Don't I'm worry. like, It's going to be stupid. Oh, my gosh. I tell you. And then you got Juju out officially for this week. Well, it well, might not finally play. Official. I about to say because the way I last time I heard that they they thought he was still going to play. Yeah, it says might not play, so he's mm, he's game so time play. decision. You know what's he crazy? Like go ahead. Huh? No, go ahead. You think AJ Green will play at all this year? No, I don't think he should either at this point. Yeah, I don't see him since they they're holding him out this week, or they said he whatever something happened this past week. He so he's regressed or whatever. So. I don't think he'll be playing. If you're the Bengals, you've sat Andy Dalton, right? You're 0-8, 0-7, whatever you are. Why would why why would you play him? Why not just let him right. sit? Get your number one overall draft pick. Pick go get Tua uh, or Jalen Hurt, whoever your guy is, and just move on next year and let him come back healthy next year. Yeah, no. It'll be interesting to see what the Bengals look like next year. 
I do want them to beat Baltimore, though, this week. <laughs> so when Cleveland does hopefully start to turn around, uh, we can get a couple of – pick up some games on the Ravens. God, do we well, just need well, to apologize right now to Lamar Jackson? Baltimore's going all the way, dude. Do we owe Lamar Jackson an apology? I don't know. Who's we? No. I Anyone, and I guess me, uh, who basically said he would not be what he is. He's a good quarterback, dude. Mm. Still not getting on that bandwagon. You're still <laughs> still not get, getting on that bandwagon. Kevin. Just look at his stat. Don't get me wrong. They beat the Patriots. They, awesome. they destroyed him. The they st- did, but look at his stats. He had 165 yards passing, and he had 70 yards rushing. That's what killed him was he, they gave up two rushing touchdowns to him that were inside the 10 or whatever. So, I mean, his stats, it's not like he got beat by Drew Brees throwing 400 yards. I don't know how you stop the guy. Because here, what I have saw watching him play now is at some point somebody has to turn their back on him and he just darts when someone turns their back. You, you, how, you can't stop that unless you just have a spy on him the whole game. Which I'm kind of surprised – so, At least it didn't seem like the Patriots did that. I'm kind of surprised they didn't do that. Yeah. Because uh, they, they they play uh, tight man-to-man defense. Their their defensive backs stick to wide receivers like glue. Um, and that's tailor-made for a guy like Lamar to be able to take off left and right. Um, yeah. And because of that, I'm surprised that there wasn't more – at least it wasn't evident uh, – more of a spy on him the whole game. Who do they play this week? Who? The Ravens. You just went over that. The Bengals. Oh, yeah. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, that means they're going to win. And I really need hey, to. So here's a crazy thought, though. Uh, one of the guys on um, McAfee's show brought it up on today's or yesterday's episode because uh, they started talking about that. And McAfee was talking about how great Lamar looked, blah, blah, blah. But the one guy's like, yeah, he's like, he looked pretty good. But whenever you play a Patriots team that just lets you win the game. He's like, of course you're going to look good. What? <clears throat> yeah. So, well, think about that. The way Belichick is, I mean, I'm not saying they went out and lost on purpose, but you know he's not sending out, like, all his playbook out there for that game. Why not? Because you're going to you see him in the playoffs. You, a, yeah, you don't want to do that. Because, see, I'm a diehard Steelers fan. And when the Steelers beat the Patriots last year, it was because the Patriots let them. It wasn't because the Steelers were better than the Patriots on that day. Like, you can tell, like, if you watch any of the Patriots games and you watch how they played, like, it just it wasn't the same Patriots team. And it's not that Baltimore so much better than New England is. It's just, like, there was something missing. Uh, they, they still want to win every game, though. Yeah, I I I kind of think I lead with Kevin here because I think Belichick's a sneaky guy and he's like, here's the deal, right? They were undefeated going into that game. I mean, Buffalo, I guess, now is only a game back. You can make that argument, but outside of that, they know they're gonna be in the playoffs. There's a what? solid chance you if you go deep enough, you meet you meet Baltimore. Because I'm not saying that they lost on purpose. I'm just saying they didn't use everything that they got because you don't want to show the other team everything. Like maybe that's a reason they didn't have a spy on Lamar the whole game. What happens if you fuck around like that? Brady tears his ACL next week, and now you don't get the number one overall seed in the playoffs. 
I mean, they've won without having the number one. I don't, I mean, that's nice to have, but I mean, they're going to be number two at least. So I'll, what does it matter? You still get that bye week. That's the big thing they look for. Yeah, I, I mean, think... they went to can they went to Kansas City last year and they won. Having the one seed doesn't mean anything for New England. New England's still above everybody else in the AFC. I I can I can see Belichick not wanting to show certain things during the regular season, but a he's shown things. He's been in the playoffs before, so we've seen from years past the things that he's shown in the playoffs. There isn't anything. I can I can understand if there was like a few things here and there that he didn't want to expose during the season, but to 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 I don't know how to explain it to not show a bunch of stuff and jeopardize winning a game. I don't know. I just don't see it for me personally. I would agree if it was any other team, but I feel like the Patriots are on a whole different level. They are because I mean because I thought that was the first thing I thought of last year during the Steelers game. Like as soon as the game was over, I was excited that they won. But then I'm just like, New England didn't play that great in that game. They didn't play their normal defense. And I mean, just there was certain things where you looked at it and you're just like, I mean, they're down there and Patriots had the ball where all they had to do was score at the very end of the game. They beat the Steelers. What? And he overthrows Gronkowski three times in the end zone. It's like, come on, he can make that throw with his eyes closed. And it's like. When you look at it, it's like, well, Patriots don't have to do everything to beat the Steelers, but the Steelers have to use everything they have to beat the Patriots. So it's like if you play the Steelers in the playoffs, they're going to have nothing new to bring out to show you because they had to bring out everything to beat you in the first place. And I just think that's how it was with Baltimore. Because I'm not saying, like, they're going in and losing on purpose. It's just that we're going to go in. This is what we're running. We're not doing anything else. Whatever happens, happens. And it's like, but you're still good enough where it's like Baltimore has to do everything that they can to show you everything to beat you because that's just how it is. I think the only team that's like somewhat close where they're not going to do it would be Kansas City. And that's just because that that could turn into a shootout contest. So, I mean, you really can't – there's nothing like – hide from that because it's like that's what it's it's either going to be you know you're going to stop them and you're going to win big or it's going to be a shootout and you got to come out above a team like kansas city but anybody else it's just they're as much as they hate the patriots they're so much better than everybody else yeah i don't know if it if it came out in a book years from now that that like that was actually what happened i wouldn't be surprised but i don't know man i just i can't see it to me, that's right up there with Vince McMahon took out the AAF. Like, I totally think it's 100% possible. <laughs> I mean, because if you – then also think about it because, like, Belichick knows all the ins and outs of everything. I mean, he was taking – what was he taking? Delay of games or the false starts in the Jets game on the punt just because he knows the clock's going to keep running. Like, he knows all the loopholes for all that crap. And it's like no one thinks of that stuff except for him. Or at yeah. least no one does that stuff except for him. Here's the deal. Yeah. Whether you love the Patriots or love Bill mm-hmm. Belichick, they're playing 3D chess and we're all playing checkers. Yeah. But how about, did you guys see, uh, anyone watch the Monday night game? Mm, no. 
Did you? So you didn't see the cat run out on the field? Oh no! But I've seen every meme about it, and they're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? There are like the one skit was either on Twitter or Facebook where they're talking about the uh, uh, a football life for the cat. <laughs> it was hilarious, and they just like took cuts from all the other football lives and had these guys <laughs> making statements. They cut it together, and they had pictures of the cat. It was absolutely priceless. Who do you um, think? Who do you think the first uh, head coach to be fired is going to be? Outside of Gruden. Oh yeah, yeah. Gruden. we already got He's one already of those. Gruden's already gone. Yeah. Well, sorry, the second. Um. Well, I think uh, what Zimmerman in Minnesota. I think he saved his job. Cause he seemed like he might've been kind of teetering there. Cause it seemed like there's a lot of problems going on up there, but um, oh, maybe the guy San Diego. Uh, I can't think of his name. Lynn. Is that what's yeah. name? Is? Yeah. Why can't I think of his first name? Cause he sucks. <laughs> He's not that bad. He's Packers. not memorable. Um, or Adam Gase. Gase. Nagy. You don't, don't think don't Gase get gets a free Nagy. pass because his quarterback got mono? No. Adam Gase is a horrible coach in the first place. Like, that was a bad hire from the get-go. You oh, hired man. him after getting fired from Miami for sucking. Right. If you can't make it in Miami, like, sorry, if you get canned in Miami, then. Here's what I'll tell you. I think legitimately, this is hard for me to say, I legitimately truly think Freddie Kitchens gets fired if he the next game or two he loses, like in the season. I I don't I'd be surprised. As much as I think he should be fired, but I just don't think Dorsey is gonna want to do that right away. Cause I mean it makes Dorsey look bad because he did it to to, to Chadzinski, who actually had a much better season. Dorsey than- wasn't there though. That was all whatever the owner's name is, Haslam. I'm telling you. We'll see. Haslam st- if Haslam stays out of it and it's all Dorsey, I don't think he'll be fired. What about Dorsey's Atlanta's not- coach? Is he going to get shit canned? Quinn? Yeah, I oh, think he's he right could. on there too. Yeah, I forgot about him. There's a lot of hot seats right now. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Of course, it always is. That's probably the one thing I don't like about the NFL is every league you got like eight or ten new coaches. And it's just a carousel. Especially with uh- – a guy like McCarthy sitting out there without a job. Oh, he'll have his pick. Right. I think it's a lot easier to fire your coach when there's another big name out there that doesn't have a job. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. You guys got anything else tonight? You want me to bum you out with those uh, quarterback numbers? Yeah. I saw those. What the, uh, yeah. The Minshew. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I didn't realize that Baker's numbers were that bad. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah. So Baker, his quarterback rating is currently 71.3, which last season, at the end of the season, he finished with a quarterback rating of 101. So it's it's about 30 points less now. Than, and that's after you added – that's after you gave him Odell. I. Well, he's not throwing me. to Odell. I, I don't know what the problem is, but he's not throwing to um, Odell. It pisses me off that, like guys like Baker and Trubisky, <clears throat> talented quarterbacks, 
And it just doesn't make sense. Why? It doesn't make sense. No, I'd argue that Trubisky is not on the same level talent-wise as Baker. When they came out, obviously Trubisky's had a couple of years. But Trubisky was a project from the day one. The the Bears just moved up because they thought Cleveland was going to swipe him up at 10. I don't... Trubisky... I thought he would be an okay quarterback in the NFL, especially he's good. He, he got drafted right into a system that he fits. Yeah. That coach is gone now. Who? No, he's still Trubisky's? got, he still got Nagy. That's was, Nagy's system. That was, wasn't Nagy the one that was there when he got drafted? Yeah. Or was it Fox? No, it was Fox. No, Nagy was, I thought no, it was, it was Fox. I'm not sure. That's why I'm asking. Cause last year was Nagy's first year. Wasn't it? No. I thought it was a second. I thought it was a second. Eh, you might be right. Um, Anyways, go ahead. So, a quarterback rating 71.3. He's got seven touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Um, he has just as many interceptions this year as Jameis Winston. Um, Winston has a quarterback rating of 85.2, 16 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Um, Trubisky has a quarterback rating of 80, five touchdowns, three interceptions in a Matt Nagy offense that was just supposed to blow the pants off of everybody. Um, uh, uh, As far as Trubisky's numbers go, compared to Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill has had six touchdowns already. He's actually not looks bad down there in Tennessee. No, yeah. Um, And then Gardner Minshew, a quarterback – that's getting benched this week uh, for Nick Foles is a quarterback rating of 92.8, 13 touchdowns and only four interceptions. Yeah. And I can't tell you how much I disagree with them benching him. Dude. Yeah. I don't just keep going. He's the quarterback of the future there. Foles was always all that money in Foles. They got all that money in Foles. So I'm not saying it's right. I know I'm not saying it's right, but I'm telling you that's why he's, they're benching them. And that's why they'll always be an average team because when you make decisions based on your salary and not on a, the the best for the team, that's what you get. You get subpar bullshit football. Mitchu is probably the future of that franchise. He is he's, he's fun as hell to watch. Yeah, he had a shitty game in London, but he's a young kid. That was going to happen. I could not disagree with this move more. I love Nick Foles. I think his story is great for the league. And I think he will get a chance somewhere else next year. Someone will totally trade for that guy. But to take the ball out of Minshew's hand is bad for the team morale. It's bad all the way around. Right. Yeah. No, I couldn't believe that headline when I saw it. (laughs) Yeah. But it is crazy to think that how good his numbers are compared to those other guys. Especially Baker, because like you said, he got OBJ. We all thought, no matter what you thought the Browns' record was going to be, we all thought that Baker was going to have a huge year with the weapons he had around him. I don't get it. Yeah, it definitely doesn't make any sense. Well, hopefully this is the week we start turning around and Cleveland runs off eight straight, finishes 10-6. and And makes a run for a wild card. Who do the Packers play this week? Uh, Carolina. Well, that should be a good Speaking game. Speaking of Carolina, do you think Cam Newton's career in Carolina is done? Should be. Yeah. Yeah. 
same thing, man. Kyle Allen's done a nice job down there. I think the team. I think the team with because I think it's more on Christian McCaffrey without Cam. I think the team functions better without Cam. Yeah, yeah. No, your leaders are uh, McCaffrey and Luke Geekley. I'd rather have those two than Cam Newton as my leader. Which one of those quarterbacks? Because I think Jameis Winston's getting the axe too this year. Which 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 guy ends up in Denver? Because you know they're pulling somebody off the trash heap. I think Cam. I think Andy Dalton ends up in Denver. I forgot about him. <laughs> no, yeah, I forgot about him. He needs to retire. His career plus, is over. Plus, his hair his hair already matches the uniform, so <laughs> why not? Yeah. Yeah. Denver's now the place where quarterbacks go to die. They're total – they're the Cleveland Browns. I hate to say it. Eric was right. He <laughs> tweeted me that. Hey, he, we got to give – as much as the league Baker, the way it's going, we got to give him another year. Cleveland might keep that – job title so oh no you gotta give big baker will be fine i i I mean you gotta give him time because it's definitely not looking fine right now well no they can't pull him they can't like go looking for another quarterback they've done it every other time no they can't do that that would be so stupid i agree but i'm just saying it's still cleveland give them a chance to keep their title they haven't lost it yet you know, I was trying to end this podcast on a positive note, Kevin, and you just kind of shit all <laughs> I over I know, it. but you're the one who jumped the gun there. Don't get me wrong. John Elway definitely does his magic and makes sure he like ruins whatever quarterback he has, except for Manning. But, I mean, Manning fell in his lap because that's I where told Manning you, wanted to go. I told you why. I told you why, right? Because Elway wants to go down in history as the best Denver quarterback ever, and he's doing a hell of a job. Yeah, but he's yeah. gonna. Problem is, he's doing it so well. He's about to be out of a job and out of control of making that decision. He just he just wants to prolong his legacy for as long as he can. <sighs> even if he brought it, here's the thing: he's one of those guys that doesn't get this fact that even if they brought in like a savior and the guy pulled off a couple Super Bowls, it's still always going to be John El- like John Elway legacy in Denver is cemented as Uh, a player. Yeah. Yeah. As a player. (laughs) No, it might be as well as a GM or whatever president or whatever his title is because he's terrible at it. Yeah. It's not going to be cemented the way he wants it to be, but yeah, yeah, it definitely might be cemented. That's for sure. All he's done is for whatever reason, continued the legacy of former hall of fame players being terrible front office people. Yeah, well, John Lynch has done a good job, though. Yeah, but John, same thing. I'd argue that John Lynch happened just like Elway fell into Peyton. John Lynch fell into Kyle Shanahan. <coughs> oh, and Jimmy Garoppolo for dirt cheap. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I'm pretty, didn't he? I thought he didn't he hire Shanahan and trade for Garoppolo. Because, I mean, if he did that, I mean, you can't really say they fell in yeah, his lap. Fuck. He went out and did Yeah, it. I think you're right. And, but, I mean, but sit there. Look, he part he drafted Bosa. Look at that. I mean, that's he's tearing up out yeah, there. Yeah, Bosa could arguably be MVP. He signs, signs Sherman. And, you know, the Seattle said that Sherman was done. So, I mean. You, and, you, you can't go wrong drafting a guy with the last name Bosa, though. True. Yeah, but he legitimately is an MVP candidate. Again, except for we all know those good offensive players, but still, 
Bosa is that that Niners team at nine and zero is extremely impressive to me because I thought they would be good, but I thought they'd be like six and three good. Yeah, and the fact that they haven't lost a game yet, uh, and trust me, and the way they blew out Cleveland was just painful. Well, like, coming up Monday could be you know it's going to be should be a good game Seattle. Yeah, um, be, I think Seattle wins that game. Where is it in San Francisco or it's Seattle? In Sa- it's in San Fran. Uh, the Vegas was giving, um, giving, uh, I don't know what they said. Uh, it was Vegas had, uh, San Francisco by six. I'm going to think you said, San, you're freezing up my friend. No Brian, you are frozen. Oh yeah. He's super frozen. Oh, he's moving on mine. He was just kind of glitchy. Oh, there Better. you are. You're back. Better. I think Better. I think your internet's yeah. freezing. Literally, it's cold. <laughs> it's like, please, Brian, let us, <laughs> let us have DSL inside with the heat. Uh, is it better now or no? Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Um, hey, how about... Ve- Vegas, Vegas has San Francisco winning by six, and I don't <clears throat> think that's going to happen. Yeah, it's going <clears> to... <throat> Sorry. Yeah, it's going to be... I think the lot, yeah. I, I think Seattle's gonna win that game, but um, talking about like weird point spreads. How's Cleveland favored over the Bills? Yeah, I asked the same question. I don't get that at all. Six point favorite. Six. Yeah. I was about to say oh. last I saw it was two and a half, so it must oh, have went it, up. It might have went down when I saw it on Thursday. It was at six. Here, uh, point spread. I'm gonna mm. Google it. Go ahead, guys. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, I couldn't figure that out because it's like I understand they're home, so the home team they usually try to give you know somewhat of the thing, but at least you know make them a one and a half point underdog. You know, I mean, we'll make the Browns, but yeah, them being two and six or whatever and taking on a six and two Bills team, it's like don't get me wrong, it's like the Bills defense in my mind is better than the Browns, and they both got a shitty offense, so it's gonna be a crapshoot. But oh, it's currently yeah, Cleveland minus three. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, they should not be the favorite unless they know, like Vegas knows that all of a sudden Baker's going to start running. The game's got the fix in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, don't, I can't get behind that. I don't understand that at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw that, because we do a pick them at work, guy does it, and. I saw the paper. I was like, are you sure about this? Are you picking <laughs> against the spread? Oh, I took the bills. So. No, I'm saying yeah. though, are you just, the, yeah, you guys count the spread. the spread. Yeah. Those are so much more fun than just the normal pick because I think they're a lot tougher. Yeah. I've been doing really bad this year. So. <laughs> yeah. I think Cleveland's actually going to lose sadly this week. Uh, I think they might get blown out. They made, Dar, however the hell you say Denver's court. How the hell do you make a guy who didn't find out he was starting until Wednesday? You make him look like a goddamn all pro. I don't know, but they did it with ease. Yeah. Oh, and then <laughs> the cornerback or safety that was threatening everybody and got cut on Tuesday or Monday got got cut. He definitely helped out and ran over twice. Well, he wasn't even. Ta- he was shoulder tackling. 
Like, again. But, dude, for him, he was suspended from Twitter before he left the locker room of the game <laughs> Sunday. He deserved it. You see what he was tweeting? Like, yeah, God. that was oh, pretty... It was hilarious. I was like, dude, like, what are you <clears throat> thinking? I was like, I would have checked him for concussion for getting ran over like he did because, yeah, that's just stupid. Uh, also a former Green Bay Packer. Oh, that's oh, good. Well. Hey, he's out there if you guys need him. Yeah, do you need him? Um, <laughs> I imagine the league's going to step in if he gets put on a team. Yeah. he He's probably going to see some 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 suspension time, a game or two, if he gets back in. All right, guys. I'm going to go eat. It's late as F. Um, and it's really quiet and eerie in my house right now. I don't like this at all. <laughs> I don't like it. All right, guys, I will talk to you guys next week um, or sometime in the future. Kevin, you guys going to be at your home tomorrow by any chance? As far as I know, I'm not really sure right off the top of my head. All right, I might be making a trip up that way. So I might swing by and say hi, just a heads up. All right, let me know. I will. All right, Brian, talk to you later, buddy. See ya. See you guys later. All right, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Pierce of Mind podcast. I want to shout out to my beautiful ginger wife, who I miss dearly, for watching the show today, as well as I want to give a big thanks to Brian and Kevin for coming on and uh, being a part of the show. Everyone else, I hope you all have a great weekend and look forward to hopefully Miracle the Browns actually showing up on Sunday, uh, hopefully we're going to pull for the Bengals to get their first win because I need the Skyrats to lose. And since the Steelers aren't playing Cleveland, we need them to win because we support all AFC North teams on this podcast. Y'all have a great weekend. And until next time, 